Hey, Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. All gender fluid beings and welcome to the final episode of season one of Love on the Brain. Uh, this season of both The Bachelor and Love on the Brain has been an absolute roller coaster, hasn't it, Jamie? <laughs> yes. Um, Kyle Kirkunklin, whatever your <laughs> last name is, McLaughlin. Uh, yeah, so today is St. Patrick's Day, so I figured I'd start off like this. Not too bad, I guess. No, it's really good. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> uh, we're pretty Irish, if you didn't know out there. We are. I'm actually downloading, but the internet is slow. My 23andMe, because I want to get exact percentages. I actually know my password for the Wi-Fi now, believe it or oh, not. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. But uh, Kyle is a uh, Irish name, that's for sure. And I don't know if any of the Jamie? Bachelor... I would say Rachel Kirkconnell. That sounds pretty yeah, Irish, doesn't it? pretty Irish. You called her Kirkconnell last week. That wasn't the right spelling, the pronunciation. Yeah, some people have been saying Kirkconnell. <laughs> others have been saying Kirkconnell. It's just... Yeah, well... Final episode of uh, The Bachelor and Love on the Brain season one. We've seen what love, rejection, happiness, sadness, anger, many other feelings, racism. and uh, <laughs> some racism. We'd have some funny discussion. Uh, you know, I think season two of Love on the Brain will start very next week. We're not going to take even uh, any time off since we had a break last week, and that will be non Bachelor centric. So if you want to stick around for that, that'd be great. Yeah. So anything come up yet? I remember when I was... We're 41.7%. Uh, this is our biggest percentage. They put British and Irish together. Okay. So like um, UK. Remember mom saying that we were Welsh? Yes. That never came up in yeah, the report. Well, maybe but... I'm Welsh and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But we have 242 Neanderthal variants. Okay. I like um, that. Our strongest, at least my strongest DNA comes from Italy. But I do know that... Our genetics come from Dublin, Galway, Clare, and Mayo, or cool. Mayo. I only know Dublin. I've never heard the other ones. But yeah. it makes me, I really want to go to Ireland. Yeah, I've, it's beautiful there. Italian and Irish, so we're very New Jersey. That's like it's the two biggest New Jersey, <laughs> probably, uh, uh, immigrants. I remember growing up on St. Patrick's Day, it was kind of a big deal in our house. We would get green... Uh, dyed pancakes yep. for a mom in the morning. Usually and shaped like shamrocks. And she was up early in the morning singing old Irish tunes, and that was great. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Irish is a great uh, 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 background, I think. Great, great culture. I would also very much love to go to Ireland. That would be cool. It is fun to celebrate. I remember it was a big celebration thing in college, obviously, any reason to celebrate. Yeah. So we'd always do State Patty's Day at yes, Penn State, was which wasn't on St. Patrick's Day. It was a date in February for whatever reason. I don't know why. I, I think if I remember correctly, it was something to do with they would shut it down for some reason. Why does that come up? Because if it was on the actual day, yeah, they I would think like have more cops out. So that they would try to get around right. it. So they try to do, do it on a separate day. So yeah. It's about drinking. It's about celebrating your family. Yeah. It's about having a good time. Shipping you know? out to Boston, I feel like, is what you always Oh, Dropkick Murphy's, Flog and Molly, and all the American <laughs> Irish bands. But actually, I think one of those are from Ireland. But Who do you sound like? The 20... Is it little, uh, Liam Neeson? I think I can do him pretty well. No, you sound no, well. No, you sound like a very leprechaun-y version. Yeah, it's true. But it's maybe because offensive. I just watched this um, show, Normal People. Um, oh, Normal People. Yeah, where we fuck, but we can't do anything else. So it's a really depressing show. <laughs> well, I thought it's it was beautiful. Kind of, well, it's, it was interesting because it's like, and this has probably happened where not there's not much 
in common that I have with someone and yeah. then you start having sex and the sex is amazing. Yeah. So you, and I feel like that's that was kind connect. of the thing with their, uh, with their show too. And right. it's kind of telling you that that's okay you once in a while. talked about that last week. Yeah, it's happened before. But you, then, yeah, then you'd have to, unfortunately, there becomes more expectations outside of it and then that's where things start to go wrong as you saw in normal people. <laughs> but uh, I, that 23 and me thing always scared me because I heard, I, I read that someone got caught got arrested through that because they sent a DNA sample in and it matched a DNA from like a murder. So I don't want to get arrested for murder. So I'll never probably do it. That's cool. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. I would really like to know the exact percentages of what we are just I have. To, I, yeah, I, have. I, I mean, but it's not, it, it even says on the website, it's not 100% right. effective. It's just, but, our, but it's still yeah. really cool. It's like, it's because of the more people that send in DNA, the closer to the uh, correct percentage you'll get, if right. I remember correctly. No, it is right. I'll, I'll get like an it. email that says, you have a new t- DNA relative. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's weird. It's in from Ireland saying, what's up, Jamie? But I wonder because like my... Because we, you and I look different. You look more like mom's family, which I would, I think, is more Irish British, and then I feel like I look more like dad, which is like Italian. strong Italian, yeah, and German. I think. And yeah, mom it's interesting. German I'm too. not a biologist. I'm not exactly sure how. So my DNA, like it said, the strongest, even though it wasn't the most percentages from Italy. I wonder if yours would be something different because you present a little bit differently. I present Irish. All I right. think you present yeah more. I'm a mutt. Is that Eastern Europe? Did you, there was that, always that famous story that we were also uh, pretty heavily Native American, at least around 10%. Did that not come up? No, it's, we're very Eastern European. I can't see many, (laughs) I can't see many Native Americans. Well, no, that came out like we actually read, there's so many things in the family that weren't exactly true. um, That like we maybe were Native American. Yeah. I, I mean, think, it would make I a lot of sense if someone... It felt more from... like me, it wasn't a consensual kind of deal. Yeah, well, it wasn't my choice. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so... We're already feeling the vibe of this de- very depressing Bachelor Yeah, finale. this was sad, but it was <laughs> real. It was real, and yeah, it was yeah. sad, and it was uh, a culmination of this season that was... I've only seen, again, I think I've said it a million times, this is like my fifth or sixth season. This is the least fun season I've ever watched. Yeah, because there just wasn't. There were some cool dates, but they were like it would. They would gloss over them real quick to get to the drama. And Matt was very serious and very yeah. committed, which is good. But I, I kind of prefer somebody like a Caitlin, who's kind of like, oh, this is just one big kind of fun kind of time. And yeah. then eventually, there's some serious things. But this right. is like this is like laid out as I know. serious. I think he was really worried, as you saw. Never like, been after on the TV. Final rose, like nef- never been on TV. All like, the weight on his shoulders from the racism, yeah, pressure of being the first black. And bad for him because he doesn't deserve that he doesn't deserve i wonder i want to know if he regrets it or not yeah i I, that's a good question so before we uh get to the ending though we will get into the right into the show i was going to ask you how you thought that this season compared to the others that you've seen this is the least i've ever really gotten to know people Mm. than on seasons too many Um, contestants maybe I think they just focus so much. Like, they spent a whole episode on Sarah, and she was gone within, like, a week. Like, she got so much screen time, and yeah. we found out about her family and backstory really quick, and then she was gone. I, I, I can't get enough of her, though, on Instagram. She's one of the most beautiful I, women I've I ever unfollowed seen her, actually, because she was it. a little bit unbearable for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Just, <laughs> I get why there was an episode dedicated to her, though, because yeah. she's stunning. I wonder if she'll be on Paradise. I know. 
I don't. I don't. Too know. hot. We will. She see. would be a hot commod, but um, yeah. In terms of the other seasons, I just like even um hometowns. Like there wasn't as much. And again, like we can't go to hometowns. Or the underlying like having bachelor and it's just not going to be normal because right. it's in COVID. It's not the same feeling you're not traveling as much it isn't as much like exciting you're in the yeah, same place I forgot the about whole that. Time. there's always a lot of travel there's a lot to be excited about because you're traveling going on these outside dates being around other people in like busy shopping areas like out in the world and this one you couldn't be so it's hard i think for it to even get excited because you're just is, in the same place and, and this has to be this season was the most like what's the right word for this politically involved right it wasn't even close and again i don't like it i think i don't want my reality tv with my real philosophies of life being intertwined but we're seeing i don't think we really have a choice it's just kind of the way it's going we'll see it's just like it's just with quarantine kind of like all this stuff has been going on and has needed to happen it just feels exacerbated now because we have nothing else to do we have all just been bachelors like something that look and scrutinize and call out Mm -hmm. and just that's all we have calling out ourselves yeah basically what we're doing projecting that's why yeah matt is looking for a therapist yeah (laughs) you know are you yeah i can't he's he's your your child family therapist so you wouldn't fit under your umbrella i think he needs a black therapist and there's plenty of them out there that can help him yeah i'm sure he'll he'll be okay listen matt he's, he's know, america's yeah. sweetheart he'll in a lot okay. of ways right now i think he'll be fine and this is like you said i think he did grow yes. in some positive That's ways what i was and, gonna say i think at the most like all that he went through with like processing through his dad and yeah. like, even coming to the terms of like am i ready for a proposal and what does that feel like and talking to his family and how you know he's never really introduced a girlfriend and he he overcame like a lot of new personal obstacles Mm -hmm. so i can't see him regretting it i just it probably you know just wasn't what anybody expected it's disappointing yeah it's just disappointing. you know i always think of the first time you realize you're going on the bachelor you're with your buddies or whatever i'm gonna date all these beautiful women this is gonna be incredible but you know then you and that's what i said even early on the season and now that i even i'm going more into my feelings i think i would have a harder time with the breakups and in in the in just the disappointment and the parent and seeing me his dad on there he just went through so fucking much he's probably thrilled that it's over whether he regrets it or not now and pretty it's, soon, like, the spotlight's going to be off of him. And, and he's going to be good. He's going to reap all the benefits from yeah. what comes from presenting yourself as a really awesome guy on uh, Boring or Not. It wasn't his fault, I don't think. But, you know, all right. So should we get into the episode? Yeah. There wasn't much to go over. Obviously, you have the two dates and then yeah. you had the fi- the final family. decision. And, the, yeah. and yeah, that was a big one. So Denver has seen its biggest snowstorm of the year. The Bachelor opened up with snow falling down at, how do you mm-hmm. pronounce it, Nema colon? <laughs> Kirkconnell, Kirkconnell, I don't know. Nima Colon Resort in Pennsylvania, which looked beautiful in the snow. What was your relationship with snow as a child, Jamie? Do you remember? <laughs> I loved going out in the snow. My- mainly, I remember <laughs> talking about food reward family was like, oh, I get to have hot chocolate that after was a- after I play in the snow. Yeah. Well, the downside <laughs> or after was... after I shovel. <laughs> yeah, when you're a kid in the snow, like my parents would make me shovel our house that it had that long stretch down South Plainfield Ave yeah um, and we were responsible for it and it took forever I do remember once you were finally old enough you would take like 30 minutes 45 minutes getting all your clothes on your hat your gloves <laughs> come outside maybe shovel a quarter of the walk and then dip out and drink hot chocolate yep, that's about right that can't get more tourists than that <laughs> that was a great right. feeling I, I thought it was a great feeling though as I got a little bit older like shoveling is like 
good exercise. Yeah, hard well, work. I do, I've been doing it now, and I like it. We don't yeah. even have a shovel. I was and using a different tool. It would take about two hours with Dad, and I would come in, and like you said, the hot chocolate, and that feeling of coming inside after a getting workout, warm, yeah. getting warm. Mom would have the hot chocolate ready with marshmallows in it. That was like, and that's kind of how I go about my life now. It's a little Buddhism, right? Pain for pleasure. Yeah. Where I was in my life for too long, I was pleasure, 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 pleasure. Do what feels good. Do what feels good. And I realized, oh, this pleasure's better when I exercise first. When I Work do what I it. have to do during the day. Kyle, I just finished your chart, Get and it I out cannot of the way. wait to share it with oh, you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we'll, oh we'll find that out next week. But then I would say, um, I really, really fell in love with a winter in the outdoors and snow when I did a winter retreat for that bicycle class that changed my in Penn life. State. And we went out for a weekend, about, I think, three nights, and did outdoor experientials in the middle of winter in this cabin. We all slept on the floor. It was just, we went outside and had to do solo walks in the for, like, hours, mm-hmm. where we had to go that we didn't see any other humans. And I interacted with these deer in the snow. It was honestly yeah, just the snow incredible. Adds like, a beautiful. Lot. The snow adds uh, the level of silence in the forest so, oh that gosh. you don't silence normally hear. And just mystery and, and magic. And it's also, yeah, I actually went for a, a long walk in the snow at like 11 p.m. I was going to say night. nighttime snows. Yeah. Oh and it God. was like no one's around. And it's so, so quiet and peaceful. And untouched snow is is an amazing thing. Yep. And to get into touch with your thoughts and your feelings, it was really cool. But the real win growing up, what I've mentioned many times, and my close friends all grew up so together, like so close together. So we didn't have to drive and we meet up during the snow day. You know, school oh, gets canceled. We either play football in the snow or Royal Rumble. Or my personal favorite, throwing snowballs at, at cars. cars. This would Uh-oh. be our <laughs> this would be our day. Like once we got to the I don't know, thirteen or fourteen maybe. There were some epic, epic times, honestly. Very dangerous, obviously, but I regret nothing. So a story that always sticks out for me is we planned to hide behind the bushes on South Plainfield Ave and just crush cars all day because mom and dad weren't home. So there's this woman, she had kids in town, Mrs. Palazano, I think was her name. And so that, that Did day she, didn't she give me piano lessons? Miss Palzana? Yeah. She had kids in town? Yeah. Yeah, very possibly. I think so. Uh, well, so that day we decided to fill Snowballs with ketchup and mustard. Ugh. I don't think it really worked, but it was funny. It just made Gross. us laugh. Anyway, Miss Palzano had a big van, which was always a good target, because if we're going to cause an accident, we want kids to be in the car. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> because um, No, here. it's because it's a big target, and probably like a soccer mom won't chase us down or whatever, I think was our logic at the time. So anyway, Mrs. P is heading west down South Plainfield Ave, and we nail her good. Like, boom, 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 like a three-piece. <laughs> and um to the honda odyssey <laughs> yeah so little did i know though she was on her way to church oh, famously and nice. she knew my mom oh. and once she got to church she rang my mom and told her that she had been hit with snowballs coming from our house so little did i know i was already fucked when mom got home but the kicker to the story is that on her way home from sacred heart after she was already pissed and called mom we nailed her again <laughs> boom 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 oh, no. <laughs> and she called mom again <laughs> and so it was like twice in an hour and mom got home and i was grounded for a while and oh, no. i can this one i understand it's pretty dangerous looking back but we never we never really stopped we had um we had been chased once by a fucking crazy blonde dude in a red pickup and i think we <laughs> stopped terrifying. we stopped targeting pickups after that it was a blast running though that's where i get my adrenaline is yeah. running away from cops and things like well, that, that was... reminds me like as a i guess i would it was in high school like shout out to nicole phillips and becky eustace we would have snow days and just stay up all night go out in the snow sneak out 
Um, do a little smoky smoke usually. Mm-hmm. And then I would have snowball fights, like my friends versus Joe K and his friends yeah. and like Steve Lanza. I remember Ryan. a famous, I don't know, you were there definitely. It was at the best snowball fight I was ever in was at the Quadrell's house. It was, I don't think you were so, we, I was so young. You were so young. It was 30, 40 kids on my memory, <laughs> correct? If my I remember their correct. backyard being pretty epic. And it was like, you can go anywhere around the house. And I just remember that special time. But Interesting. I also remember the last time about hitting <laughs> cars with snowballs. There was a time where we were at Fulte's house. Shout out to Fulte. And the we cops, loved doing our shot, they shot stopped. Out. And the the people got hit. They stopped. We ran like under this bridge. We had the whole uh, plan formulated. Ran back to Fulty's house. Said, "Miss Fulton, we need to go home now." Like, and you, so she drives us home. As we go home, we pass the cops, and I wave to them. Thirteen-year-old oh. <laughs> me, that was like you couldn't get any better. I felt like such a gangster. Uh, just so many countless memories of just um, doing stupid shit like that. Luckily, no one ever got hurt, as far as we know. But uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I've always pictured it happening to me now. Like a bunch of kids like nailing Throwing my mercury. Snowballs. I would want I would I know what I would do. I would get out and chase them, but then it would turn into a snowball fight and then I end up joining them and then I get to relive my childhood memories right. again and maybe get arrested. But yeah, I regret nothing. Kids today are either on TikTok or shooting up schools, so oh, there's no Kyle. good old fashioned mischievous fun anymore. It's either uh, it's either too light or too heavy. So anyway, back to the show. Uh, Matt opened up by saying he's all in on both of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking at this point, Michelle is very much alive, but he definitely start to see the stress is wearing heavily on his face. Like all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, like I have to propose to somebody. Soon. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. This process is weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I noticed the first thing he said about Rachel um, when they were doing their little video kind of segments, yeah. he was like, he said, first thing he said, I'm really attracted to her. Yes. And I think. I wrote down both of his reasons for each one. Yeah. And what what, what was Michelle's Michelle first? was, she's so loyal, smart, understanding, patient, and kind. And then Rachel's And hot. Rachel was really attracted <laughs> to her. She pushes me to be open and vulnerable. Um, parts of me that I've run from in the past. That's cool. We can break, again, we can break down all sorts of nuance and what you want in a partner, but sometimes the ugly truth is biologically, we want a symmetrical yeah. face and a nice body. I think, I mean, she's so beautiful. She's like, so pretty. Watching her on After the Rose is just oh, like, we'll get I to that. literally couldn't stop looking at her. Yeah, she's, I, just like, I get it. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We're biological ooh. beings. We're animals, as we say. And sometimes, you know, that's uh, that's what we want, depending on what time of place I've been in my life. There's, that's absolutely Definitely. what I would have chosen. It's over. hard to turn that down. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times. So anyway, we're first taken to what looks like a Rod Stewart lookalike contest. <laughs> Rod Stewart and Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So yeah, Celine Stewart. Patty. Um, yeah, it's Patty. Great woman. I'm sorry if I'm disparaging your looks. Hopefully you don't. I totally to this. thought she was going to be tough as nails, and meanwhile she's you the know, opposite. She is a sensitive Sally. Yeah, his brother was there too. Obviously, very thrilled to be there. Scorpio John. <laughs> Scorpio that's his John. name on Instagram. Oh uh, no, John the Scorpio. Yeah, that's. And right. I cannot show you a more Scorpio person. Interesting. Why? Just the way he was. Just, like, is that just subdued? What did he say? There was something. He's intense. He barely cracked a smile. He's intense, and he was like, "I'm going to ask the hard questions." I don't think he wanted to, to be there. Do you think he wanted to be there? I, I think it was I think like, <laughs> like just, just like Matt it's uncomfortable like what yeah. is this like we've yeah. never done this before it's yeah I tried to picture like you on the show and meeting the hometowns and what I would be like as like the meeting the oh brother like as a contestant I'd be so much different than Kyle, the brother you, I would it just, would just be your state I would just want to be, be your character moment. yeah I would be like <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say what's as funny as things that I can say here <laughs> while also being 
deep and, and, and kind of open and, and honest. Sure. But yeah, so we're meeting his mom for the first time since episode one. I believe we haven't really seen her since then. And she's there to meet the final two ladies. And first, Michelle strolls in. And I, I wrote down... Three seconds it took for mom before she you could cried. keep it together. Yeah, it was and I, sweet. It's mom cries quickly. so cute. Yeah, it's like, I need a hanky. I'm going to cry. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, we love a good hanky. Michelle and the brother have a little talk about past relationships. Mm-hmm. Nothing of too much of substance, if I really... Ex- except that, you know... I liked how he was pretty intense. He said, like, I'm looking for a vibe, which is, again, another Scorpio thing. Like, I have to feel it, not yeah. just, like, see it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to keep it real, which is such a thing. And then, yeah, did. so, yeah, she, he asked, they were both good of, he asked both of them, like, what quality specifically, which I love that because as your family, you know that person. Mm-hmm. That's a good question to assess how well do they know my brother. Again, it like, felt like he was delivering lines to me. Like he, the production gave him these gave questions. Him questions. So I would like sure. to know or maybe truth. he was nervous and just wanted to keep it Very really possible. practical. Very but probable. I thought the biggest thing from Michelle was like her last relationship ended in January, and this they're shoot, shooting in like shooting November, in, December. Probably was what I was thinking. Probably yeah, later. Which I guess actually now that I think about it, yeah, it's, it's a, not it's a far long in advance, but that's probably and what she said. It should have ended earlier. Yeah, that's and it was unhealthy. So that's probably what they were alluding to with her hometown. But yeah, but he gets good vibes from her, and then mom and michelle talk yeah they go for a talk and mom opens up about matt gravitating towards big families again how it was a blessing and just sad really i mean her life as a woman in the 1800s must have been so fucking hard (laughs) you know to see well even like to take it serious uh like to see like there's still so much work to be done but to see what her life was and to see the way women live today yeah. It's got to be kind of like, fuck, give <laughs> me 30, 40 more years in the future. I would have well, been. I'm thinking about it, too, as and I think there is quite an age difference because Bree's mom was really young when so she had young. her. She's but like, like age. it just feels like this end of marriage and whatever went down between dad and mom was really a huge point of trauma for yeah, this family. It's like still sense. like the the boys are like 28 and what, 26 now. And it's just still this really huge wound. Wound, yeah. I think it's it was really intense for them, and like you see Bree's mom, who's like moved on and mm-hmm. like feels empowered, and I think you know this mom still is dealing with whatever happened. And like that's her whole life. She obviously hasn't. I mean, she doesn't married again or anything. No. So then you give up this romantic idea to raise two kids, and she did a great yeah. job. What it feels like, but that's hard, you know. Sacrificing your whole life. I know Bree's right. mom did it too, but you got to find some place for yourself too. And then it all comes down to the way you were raised and the times that you were growing up. And I, it's just just the thought that came up to me was like, man, I wish I had another chance at life. And that's a very tragic yeah. kind of thing. I think, and I think that's you know, I always talk about like our Saturn returns. We have quarter life crisis. You have midlife crisis. I think when you have that midlife crisis, which is your second Saturn return in astrology speak, it's another opportunity to say, okay, what's the second half of my life going to look like? Mm-hmm. And do I have to feel like it's over or can I actually start something some new? new changes. Or like, yeah, it's up to who you. Who am I now and who do I want to be? It's not like, up to anyone but you really. Yeah. And that's the hard thing to do as, you, as she seems like, you know, a lot of moms will live so much in service that if you get so used to yeah. that, right? You parents, get so used to that. Yeah, once you have kids, it seems to really change the ball game. And or even like, just like age-wise, like there's that expectation in our society. Once you turn a certain age, your life's done. Like you kind of live right. this monotonous it, yeah. life. And not anymore. That's what I feel like our generation is like, no, like let's 
don't stop. And I, I even love that dad and Lynn have always kind of said, like, we don't feel our age. Like, we don't I feel that for most people. And we want to keep living and, like, not have to act that way. You know, adults are just giant children. And <laughs> yeah, we all are children. And it's okay to embrace that, you know? Yeah. I think. Anyway, so I don't know if you saw this, but Michelle's yearbook superlative has been going around oh, on no. Instagram. What is it? Most likely to capture America's hearts on television. No, Kyle. Swear to God. Yeah, look what? at it. Yeah, Google it. It can't come right hilarious. up. That's hilarious. I thought that was awesome. And she's awesome. She, speaking of snowball fights, she grabs a snowball towards the end of the family meeting and they have a little playful fight. And I was, I was jealous. I would like that. She was very genuine the whole date. And yeah. Anything else on the, on the date? There wasn't too much substance in the talks. I mean, Um, she, they, she almost cried with mom and had a good conversation with the brother. Yeah, but she was more calm and like, and genuine and definitely all in. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm colored by what happens. So. Right. I didn't get to try Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so then there was a commercial. Then the big cheek Georgia Peach shows up with some sunflowers, <laughs> steps out of the car looking beautiful. And I felt it since night one. She she loves him a lot and is yeah. ta- taken aback by him for all the Bachelor doubters. Uh, this seems like real genuine emotion at this point. We've and been this is for where, Matt, this is where I really started to see the difference between the Matt and relationship to Rachel and Michelle. Like, he was coaching Rachel more or he was like, I really need this approval. I hope this mm. goes as well as I hope it Good does. And he was like, I just want them to meet the girl I'm falling in love with, which I'm like, okay, okay he yeah, hasn't said that. Like it's done. And I, I really was nervous. Like she was, she was nervous walking in to meet the family. You could tell. Yeah. And I, I really thought, like I said, last episode, that mom was going to not like her at all. Yeah. But ended up being the opposite. Yeah, because mom talks with Rachel, and I'm thinking it's going to be hard for Rachel to be as impressive as Michelle. Me too. And I think Me too. even Matt thought that too. Yeah, because he was even like jumping in, like saying, like, well, she did this, and yeah. this is what he was really trying to talk her up and yeah. show the family. But then even the brother, Ma- or the brother, yeah, John said, like, I'm seeing a new side to my brother in terms of like putting his feelings on the table. I definitely see a connection between them. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a little more obvious. Yeah, they, her, Rachel and the mother bond over their fierce love for Matt. And oh my gosh. At that moment, I was just like, Rachel, cry, cry, cry. You'll get this mom immediately That's if true. you cry. And she did. Brought yeah. the Lord in. She said, God is answering her prayer. So we'll see if God is real by the end of this episode, yep. I guess. Uh, not sure not sure how God would feel about fantasy suites, but nevertheless, we head back to a family meeting of sorts between yeah, the three of them. If there's, nothing, leaves, if there's yep. no other Rachel thing comments that you have. No, no, no. And mom is giving some advice, and I honestly thought she might uh, go, just put one foot in front <laughs> of the... <laughs> I'm glad you got that last joke. Well, but, I thought it was funny. Like, Matt walks in and mom's like, hey, just catching up on our opinions over yeah. here. Like, come on funny. in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, she says, yeah, she says, don't take love lightly. And she knows Matt doesn't. Mm, and that's, that's probably really when it hit him. Yeah, I think so. She started to change. He started to kind of spiral out after that. And uh, taking love lightly is probably something I did early on at the Jersey Shore uh, in my early 20s. Everyone's, I think I told like 10 women I love them. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but it was like when you, you know, in the moment, I mean it. Like, I'm not lying. In the moment, I'm drunk and I'm, you know, the energy's high and you meet this yeah. girl and it's that it's that just that different type of love. You look at her, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. It's like bliss. Yeah, it's bliss. It's like there's so many different types of love but uh, a lot of uh, who's this text the next morning though and for i guess <laughs> bar a bonus what can you expect oh. but nevertheless mom's advice is love makes everything amazing and beautiful which is true but she's speaking directly from her wounds that it can't be the end-all be-all 
which is also very good advice, really. And it speaks to our thoughts on codependency and how to have a sexful, a successful, <laughs> I always do that, successful relationship, in my opinion. And Matt says he, he starts to question if he's ready, which is wild because usually after eight weeks and three or four dates, you should definitely know if you want an engagement with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I was noticing most in this conversation, like he definitely seemed young more like the youngest well, and that I happen? think when you're with your family yeah, you, you regress regress naturally because you become the son again you become the kid rather than this man he's had to be mm -hmm. this responsible man to, in charge of like all these women and or that sounds awful Baby but man. like and he turned into you know the two people that matter most and do know him the most in his life of like saying question yourself basically mm -hmm. or what they're saying like it was that double kind of like, we trust you, we'll support whatever you do, but like, are you ready? And yeah. putting these doubts in his head. And I don't know, I, I, I understand like the desire to like keep things real, but I really do feel like as like family and parents, it's probably so hard. And once I become a parent, I'll probably rescind this comment, but like your kid has to do what they're gonna do. And like, if he feels like he's ready and he's trying to prove that he's ready, it's like, I hear that you're ready. I have doubts, but I, go ahead like trust yeah. you i think it wasn't as like outwardly said here that i think the proposal really meant like that's a big commitment because yeah. they are really religious and that's been said in past seasons like if i want to propose once or i want to be proposed to once um again completely and so i think i think yes and i think for some people like oh we'll get proposed and we can always break it off mm-hmm Whereas, like, for Matt, I think it felt I more I like, that. I yeah. know, this is, if I propose, like, that's it. And yeah. I, I think it worked out for the best, personally. Yeah, like, I know, I know Matt, like... I've um, always been about supporting, like, why isn't anybody just not proposed at the end? Yeah. Like, why isn't anybody just said, like, I, mean, I want to be with you, but I'm not ready to get from married. Production oh, well, we saw it from Chris Harrison. Yeah, shit. so... Yes. Which comes up So next. Matt Matt says he needs to talk to someone who has seen this <laughs> process play out. And I'm like, hmm, Hannah B, Pilot Pete, maybe even Tyler again. Mm. But the door opens up and there he is, Willy Wonka, for the last time of this, this season, this episode, and uh, maybe the last time in history. And as the great no, Willy... No, he went and got Rachel. I mean, this episode is going to be the last one in possibly oh, in his yeah. history. And as the great Willy Wonka said, uh, but where is fancy bread in the heart or in the head? So that's a Shakespeare quote made even more famous by Willy Wonka, but a quote pertinent to our show, no doubt, merely begging the question if our passions are logical or lustful. And I say lustful. But either way, Chris comes in and uh, to Matt's, Matt's living room and Matt is starting to wear the worry on his face even deeper is what I noticed. And it was an awful, awful conversation. Chris like, was it, pissed. Chris was all, yeah, he was mad and he was dissing his mom. And again, like, really we have to trying... remember he's a puppet to create drama in the show. He doesn't care if what's right. We have to keep telling ourselves Sure, this. and this is why he needs to be gone. Yeah, I guess so. There's a lot of reasons why. I don't think this <laughs> like is Like, Neil fucking Lane gave better advice and support to Matt than he did. And I'm saying, like, even from a psychological perspective, which Chris is obviously not coming from, or the show is not coming from he's at all. He's Matt's therapist. If you want, and if he's giving counsel, if you want somebody to, like, I don't know. Like, if you want them to feel more comfortable, you have to validate their yeah. their fear. Like, right. this is all part of a relationship. And so the more you're like, fuck your family and what they've said, and what about the map that started this? And like, and that's not what a greeting card sounds like. Like, all this 
bullshit. You're creating more of a dissonance in Matt, and that's going to create more drama, more confusion. Oh, okay. That's the whole fucking thing. <laughs> that's literally what you're, you're passing. You just completely described exactly what Chris wanted to do, okay. what production wanted Great. Chris to do. Well, I'm but mad this about is it. part of the problem why people are taking this Bachelor thing like they're our fathers and the girls are representatives of this society, and it's not. It's not what it, the production I wants. I think people are... Uh, but call I, it evil, call I think whatever. the people now that are invested in the show, it's talking to my boss about this who also watches it of like people who are who's going to want to go on the show anymore because it's being more Every, it's so many people. more obvious you're that, only talking to half of the population liberal therapy psychologically right, right, right. business people are saying i'm not going to watch because chris harrison's gone they're saying i'm not yeah, watching anymore you're right, you're and right. that's i think that's the majority of the bachelor fan base yeah i really believe that i think they want chaos and drama and nonsense and i kind of want that too i really if i'm watching this reality show over political correctness it's too much it's just so much it's a problem within me because i understand the fucking importance of it well it's just so like you can't unsee how much of a like puppet show this is yeah you can't like i'm it's it's, it's the first time i watched it it's it's just it's it's a it's nonsense but there's real feelings involved so i understand where people are seeing it's fucked up and it is a lot in a lot of ways there's no right answer either way here uh i think you can balance what i'm all about now is balance so you try to balance the fun light entertainment yeah with socially responsible things totally. and it would be take, really cool just taking it lightly yeah <laughs> i always <laughs> tend to take it's it hard so seriously Especially, when it comes to people just because that's my job yeah. is and, like and i just it's, see it's the way i've been living my life too it's like these these every if you get into someone's emotions like it's so such a big deal and yeah. i understand when you have empathy for people it's like <laughs> wow this thing is so huge Ugh. but if you take a step back again once matt a... gets out of the fucking house he's gonna be like whoa i know <laughs> like, i know fuck. i just had a conversation actually like i had supervision for what's been feeling hard at my job, which is I'm such an empath and I'm such a feeler. That you have I, to be. I take, I know it's part of what makes me really good at my job, but I have a hard time not taking on the emotions of other people. And yeah. So like if I go through an intense session with a kid or if I have, you know, get rejected by a, a parent and whatever, I take that on so personally. That might, if they take it too personally, I might end up hurting your job. It, it, do, it does yeah. because I'll get burnt out if right. I'm taking on everybody's shit and mm-hmm. when it's not mine. And so it's just so funny that it, I'm, do I do it in like all of my life yeah. of like taking on other people's. And I just need to be, her advice was great. She just gave me compassion to be like, that, fuck off, that's not mine yeah. kind of thing. I like that. But it's so hard for me, and I'm, I'm realizing it too. Yeah, but as I, mean, I recap. You're absolutely right, Chris. <laughs> you're absolutely right about Chris and how he kind of was putting fuel to the fire. Um, he, I think he even said, like, what do you say? Mom, what? Mom comes in and tells you love ends. What kind of greeting card is yeah. that? <laughs> He's pissed. This is um this is my show. It's going to end with an engagement, goddammit. Lots Let's of things, too. He wasn't even making light of it. He was like threatening yeah it was it was it was intense it was uh some kind of psychological tactics but anyway chris you know not a great therapist for matt which is it's been his only therapist this season a bit problematic but Mm. really but i picture what uh what that would look like i picture matt sitting in the therapist chair and going uh, with chris as his therapist so as a black man i'm facing the weight (laughs) of an entire race and so many expectations and stereotypes i want to debunk how do you expect i go about this chris and then chris just goes hmm 
Have you tried not being black? Oh, I know. <laughs> let's not talk. Matt, let's not even, that's not even a problem. Nobody sees color. Yeah, nobody, nobody, sees, nobody sees color, especially not me or my family. The Bachelor doesn't see color. So <laughs> we're not even thinking of it that way. So you don't need to think of it that way. All right, enough about Mr. Wonka. Yeah, let's go to Michelle's date okay. because... Okay, so the date is rappelling down the side of a building. And he's definitely thinking, let's get another near-death experience so I can see how I feel about Michelle. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's loosen let's up those loosen ropes, guys. Ropes. Let's see what can I need happen. To, I need to figure out if I love Michelle as much as I love Yeah, Michelle. it was a little like after all the planned out dates from all over the years, it was kind of like this one was like, hey, what, what can we do? What's, what can we it do? Do we have awkward. any rope left? <laughs> it was I've, like, done, I've done that. I've rappelled, rappelled. down canyons uh, here in Colorado not nearly as high as that it's fucking terrifying and we had to go through a lot of like there was a lot of support like somebody with us at the bottom and like you had to go through a lot of lessons and training before really? we did like the big okay. waterfall Maybe they did. and this was like oh my god i have a little thing with heights so it was yeah i think i would like to if i could strapped in like that i think i would give it a shot i would one do but once they get down I mean, he obviously was like, I loved how calm she was and like she's just repelling down. But then once they get down, I still was like, this is so awkward. I think at this he's like confused still. And I think yeah. I think at this point he knew it wasn't her. I was going to bring up. I think at this point, and he everything knew. he kn- he knows, everything yeah. he knows about, he's not going to find new information no. about these women. So no. I like your point about maybe creating another ND <laughs> so, so that can get, get him closer or something. Like, what can you possibly find out at this point that you're not, that you wouldn't you take six know. months Like, or he something. already has to know he feels so much stronger. Yeah. For Rachel, and so he has to break up with this person, but he has to draw out the date. Like, that would be so hard for me. I would not be able to do that. Yeah, he he said at this time that he hasn't had his mind up made up yet. Could just be some production, oh. but you got to remember, if he picks neither of them, he's pretty much a hot celebrity at this point who's made a good reputation for himself on national TV. Yeah, so again, my mind goes to break up with them both, open up the fucking floodgates of the Instagram DMs, <laughs> and do your own non-televised Bachelor. Yeah. But he's probably he's so in, invested He'll in the process there. that he's thinking but not thinking about that right now. And every time Michelle says Matt is my person, Ugh. I like her less and less. I can't. I know, help I don't it. like that. I just can't help it. All. It's not there's like a ten or fifteen phrases that we really need to retire as yeah. a society. But can we but talk about this nighttime date and how Sad. Yes, it was. Well, it was really starts off really cute. She Ugh, gives Matt the jersey. This is when I was world like, changing warriors. Oh, that was adorable. Mr. and Mrs. James. Yeah. What else could you ask for in a partner uh, who wants to change the world with you? But uh, again, she was counting her chickens and no. the Mrs. James back of the jersey. That's a huge gamble. It's a big it's a bold statement move. and gamble. Like she was sure. And that's why, like when I'm seeing Matt, like he was walking into the date like you could tell he was preparing to break up with her like he, uh, yeah i wasn't fully i wasn't fully there i thought i was like i just think he looked really nervous still and he's i uh, didn't no, think for I, sure he was i thought he might, i wrote he might. <laughs> i wrote um he's going in there to break up with her okay, and so michelle does not doubt it yeah like it just felt like you know, he has these doubts, but it's like... I liked Michelle's, like, she said a, lo- a bunch of times, she's like, I have confidence in our relationship. Yeah. And I guess at that point, it you might as well. You might as well just be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and believe... Your yeah, why not? Yeah. That's that's kind of the way to do it. And I don't think Matt... It's going to hurt either way. Even if Matt didn't give, like, the I love you too to her, he didn't give her the opposite. So there's no reason... She's still around. No reason for her to think anything different no absolutely not she gives it the jerseys and his face like she hasn't been seeing him and rachel's connection you know she hasn't seen that exactly and it's just like 
Oh, and no. yeah, then his it, face after just he turns and like after oh, the jerseys, shit. that's when I know. That's when I knew his face kind of turns, and then he revealed Oof. he knows he has to break her heart. Oh, and after the presents, down. I actually started covering my eyes. Yeah, at one point. it was hard, and she gets so sad, and like he wasn't clear. He just said, "I have doubts," and, and she knows, and he and begs for the truth. He's like, "Just, she's like, just, just like, tell, tell me, me, like, where you're at." That was the most real moment of the season, I think, totally, out of all of them. Totally. I was like, "I've been there." And, <laughs> and, he, like, and he says, "I just don't think I can get." there with you and yeah. they both Ouch. were crying so much and like you've gone so far and again like with the shitty and we'll get to this too he just i'm sorry hug goodbye and yeah. leaves and no. it's like she deserved flight. so much more than that like yeah, yeah she was crying and like said like i don't know what to say but like matt you need to get better at breakups like the, it needs to be more of a conversation it needs to be more of a like I still honor what we yeah. had together and here's I didn't string you along not just like I have doubts I can't get there I'm gonna go yeah That's I guess compared a, to our society now which is kind of like a ghosting culture I know it's still a yeah, lot it's hard but it's I hard think to be it's he, really hard to break up with people and it's really a, a really cool thing when people do it the right well, way Matt had, was even saying this whole episode like this is the most honest I've had to be in relationships and I think he probably has ghosted. Oh, he seems like a or like because it's just so kind easy. of like went away. I've never been ghosted. I think I have ghosted, ghosted, but not since high school. I've been ghost. I was ghosted in college, and that felt like shit. Yeah, I can't oh. imagine that feels good at all. Like, oh, just felt like shit. Yeah, just off the fucking. But I mean, we talk about this all the time. Breakups. On TV, God, it's so difficult. I would never want my breakups to be aired. No, I've um, been through so many hard... Like, breakups are so hard. They're so difficult. It's so revealing and so, like, it's impossible to hide. So you're on this position and I would not and want this cameras is, to be there. And this is the moment that we've been seeing thrown out there of Matt going outside talking to Chris, you know? Yes, finally we get there. Then this is what it is. Like, and he even said, like how do I tell Rachel I just sent Michelle home and let's get married like I don't feel that yeah. you know like I'm doubting this whole thing and this is yeah no it makes sense too I it was a good job by production hiding what that scene would be about I thought it would be either a talk with dad or the talk with mom so after messy. but it was after the breakup which was uh, pretty amazing I mean again when you get into relationships it's that song that always comes up for me is love is a battlefield by Pat Benatar <laughs> you kind of know you know like you might get fucked over you might yep. put your full heart into this thing and it's gonna relationships if you, if you only want, work or they don't like if you want no a good relationship you have to be willing to get your heart broken yeah. right otherwise yeah. it's gonna you're gonna be you too reserved to the whole time there. and as you as these connections have gone along he seemed to really really care about michelle i really think there's a chance even in the future that they even reconnect because they just have they do have a lot in common they they they're she's so sweet and cool and i you think never she's know. just a singularly like amazing person that you can't deny yeah how awesome it would be to be with her but i don't think they have connection. a connection i think they had a connection just maybe not a huge one I, yeah. I, it's not like i see him and rachel's connection jumping off the screen i, I think well, they we don't do. see anybody's freaking connection no, in this season right. maybe, at all so like maybe there was no so many more like intimate emotional moments and other seasons i'm thinking of like ari's and even pilot pete's and like ben's like it was so much have you seen like i know that like, uh, these uh Bachelor contestants are like kind of tapped into this society kind of culture change yeah. thing. Have you seen Hannah Ann's Instagram? I it's have, like I've unfollowed her. She's great though. It's just like unfollowed. cooking. She's all this is like smiles on her face every single day. It's awesome. I That's know. who she I is. Don't like she's being it. real. 
I don't what? Yes, I that's who she so. is. That's who she okay, is. Okay, well then I bubbly. don't like that. <laughs> you know, like a bubbly, nice girl is just sweet. Everyone shut it up. This is a bachelor. Oh, I'm so on the opposite it looks side. So fake to me. I'm she so just smiles and going on these vacations. And that's who and you watch Pilot Pete season. That's who her she bronzed was. pictures yeah. of herself and her sister. And she doesn't care what people think. She's just being real and being mm. honest. And I like that a lot. We need some of that in the bachelor life. I think being yourself as opposed to these people who are who knows what they fucking if rachel's racist really or not i I don't trust anybody's real fucking opinions anymore they're not politicians i just don't understand even that's the the, the terrible even though it should be a good example because those are the people we should be looking for (laughs) and then fucking no they're all actors too it's so true and they're less real than the bachelor contestants anyway therapist chris cannot get rid of get rid of the uh kind of um feelings that he's having to make and, a final decision and i do not like the way this is handled next with rachel being denied a date yeah that was surprising and then going again. right to a proposal it was just like <sighs> before yeah, before that i wanted to point out that we the production purposely i have to believe maybe even after the conversation with uh, the whole thing with chris harrison they showed him have a big sniffle and a little tear in his in his eye trying Chris to maybe Harrison? yeah trying to you probably didn't even notice but trying to give him some kind of emotion he because he, sure. he definitely cares about matt he, he said in the beginning of the show he's like trying to be his friend and trying to be his buddy but he cares more about himself in the show yeah yeah so anyway michelle is dumped back to her Sad. teaching for the time being and at this point uh, at this point, after she got dumped, do you remember thinking what you thought might happen after that? Do you how you would handle it with Rachel? Do you think it was a done deal, like she was going to win? Well, you know, I feel like I don't know if this is the earliest. I know there's more recently. Like it used to be, regardless of if the lead knows who it's going to be or not, they go through the date yeah. and they take it to the proposal. Yeah, it's more exciting, and that's just where they break up. So I don't know if like, I think people just had less emotional investment in the past and now it's a little bit more like oh i can't do that to them and so he broke up with her when he felt like it was time which i think is right but now like he said he's like well i know i'm gonna pick rachel Mm -hmm. but now i'm just unsure of the proposal and i think the risk was if i go on the date with rachel i can't hide that i broke up with michelle so she she would know that i'm gonna choose her and i can't hide my doubts and i I don't want to show her my doubts and i don't think production wanted him to show and like have a this is more dramatic they didn't want to have to not set up because i think if they had the date they wouldn't have even set up the proposal ground Mm -hmm. i think they could have found their way around it i think they could have had a really good honest conversation of like okay, it is us. Let's talk more about that. Like, how do you feel about not getting proposed to? Like, how do you feel about proposing to me? And then like, I don't know. I think they could have made it a lot more yeah, so, connected than just denying her right. I want to say date. Chris pounded on Rachel's door and she opened the door extremely excited. Do you see all the, yeah, which is gross. Do you see the thing out there that's like, Chris is just in love with Rachel and that's why he's been defending her and like goes to her door like, <laughs> hey, and has like a hand on the door. Yeah, no, I buy and that. And she was like, when you see Chris, when you're expecting Matt, that's not a good thing normally. But oh, Rachel's no. like, oh my God, hi. Right, yeah. she's again playing it for the cameras, and then her. You see again. I always love this. Yeah. The, in real time. Yeah, me too. The face the disappointment. Change, <laughs> the face change from this huge smile to that famous pout, like in real time. Yeah, she has such a natural see. resting pout face. Right. Yeah, and then it heads back to Matt, deep in thought, unsure of this giant wave-making decision that he's about to make, and he needs help. Clearly, 
Bring um, in Neil Lane. Yeah, fatherless, lonely. He needs someone. So Chris has done all he can. Tyler C's abs aren't going to help give him away any help <laughs> here. So who does ABC give him? Some fucking old white cuckold who's a part <laughs> of literally the biggest scam on women since the Old Testament. A diamond $10,000 diamond this, ring. This probably isn't the right demographic, this show, but fuck it. Diamonds are literally the biggest scam outside of wedding cake. I agree. They're not rare. They're owned in a monopolized form and sold as a symbol of love. They were marketed. Look up the DeBoer's monopoly. They have systematically convinced women that this is a symbol of love. And yeah. men too, probably. But well, they're, yeah, they're, targets. they're the ones that buy the ring. They're targets. Yeah, but I've heard from and, but so many people. But women want the diamonds yes, and, and, they, and I've heard the man like three months out, he bought this and that I'm like Jesus if that's what you and that has been become such a capitalist symbol of love is money and it's like I've seen some of the most beautiful wooden rings that uh, you give for each other that are so much more meaningful than this fucking scam and that's our whole problem in our country is this yeah, and motherfucker it's such, like, let me see the ring and it's like such a big and and it, deal. And it was like anyway so that's probably we'll get too big into that I just didn't like I, after all this they bring in some white rich man to kind of but at least he gave thing. better advice than Chris and he was like this is I a serious he decision like such and a like scam artist you can be today. scared and like but we can still look and but like, he's saying taglines he doesn't give a fuck he's like buy my diamonds this is gonna be for I my know. fucking well he's probably just trying to get Chris Harris every diamond job. salesman just is just stay. like him is just like that guy just he's, like yeah love blow this plastic deep, surgery re, re, Creepy. Yeah, yeah re, deep down. But wow. I will say once he picks a ring, you know, you can see Matt in, in his interview is like looking at the ring and this ring yeah. represents and talking to the ring. It felt very gestalt therapy. Oh, uh, wait, what is that? Gestalt therapy is like, you know, empty chair or pillow. Talk to the pillow like this is your mom. Mm, like, what do you cool. want to say to her? And so you you take a outside object and kind of um, project onto what it is. And so he was like, this ring symbolizes this. And yeah. like, you have a process with what the ring represents, which is, it's just a ring, but right. you're prescribing yeah. meaning in your experience onto what that represents yeah. to he process. Didn't, didn't seem like he wanted to do that. But again, part stuff. of, he knew uh, probably at this point, he, they knew he wasn't going to propose. So they're still going to try to have to tease it and try to hope to yeah. you know kind of and then it just jumps to like rachel and that, him getting ready card. i'm like is it a proposal like i couldn't even tell are they going right to the proposal well, rachel going, like, gets the card happening? under the door and it says romantic meet me at the lake it a- says apology the- meet me at the lake yeah and uh she, she does meet him and you're and we get a very emotional somber nervous yeah it's um she we got a little sign of the cross action <sighs> Right before, did you notice that? That what? Like, she, they showed her the sign of the cross in the limo. Yes, yes. Little yes. spectacles, testicles, walled and watch, as mom used to say. I think it's from a Robin Williams movie. That's what Max says all the time. But so uh, here we go to the final scene. Rachel says some cute things. I want to be there for you when you're Good hurting. Speech. And Good speech. when you're hurting, I'm hurting. Some depth from Rachel was nice to see. I definitely, again, I Even really like her. Even if this like doesn't her. work out, I'm grateful. I yeah. want you to be happy. She's very likable. I love you. From what She's, we've seen. I know. Well, that, I, I still feel like. She's genuine, mm-hmm. and I, I really, I don't know what she might have looked like in their relationship afterwards. I think, I think she's a Off little bit camera. different behind. I, everyone, everyone is. It depends is. how like, extreme. And when you get into a relationship with somebody, finally, it you really do see like. Yeah, they haven't. Again, this is we'll this is why I don't think it's a good. Rose. This isn't a good full journey to pick someone because the the way you see people really show up is like you know i don't know on a after you've hung out all weekend sunday morning makeup's all gone and you, you get, get into that, a fight you get that once you yeah. get that once <laughs> yeah, before you propose and it's yeah and then and after you have you know sleep together for the first time whether you have actually okay. have intercourse or not it's gonna be like you know you're gonna be heightened 
And then Matt, you know. He said similar things he said to Michelle. So I'm like, oh, fuck. My first instinct was he's dumping them. He's oh. dumping her because he's it, it, she she thinks so, too. Rachel believes so, too. Yeah. He says, I can't propose to you today. And those big eyes look crushed. I know. And then he rebounds and says, but I don't want to lose. So you. anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. But how it normally is, like where it's the romantic music and yeah. the fairy tale, whatever. And he's just like, I, which I love. I love that he didn't want to propose. It's more realistic. Totally. But he wants to leave there with her. But it is it's a, a sensible very choice. It, it is. It's not what you expect going on The Bachelor. And so I think there's, of course, a disappointment. You think it's going to be this big, mm-hmm. fairy happy ending. And it wasn't. And so there it's was a real. little bit of, like, disappointment. But I was like, oh, this is exciting. Like, they just get to be with each other without the pressure of a proposal. It's probably Absolutely. The right great. decision and then, to But make. even, like, he goes through this whole thing. Breaking up with Michelle. Uncovering this family shit. Telling Rachel. Like, putting the date out. And then... They date and it just comes out of all of this racist stuff on her end. And I'm just like, oh, no, I don't know what's going to happen on the final rose, how they've ended out. And so I'm like, let's see if they've survived all this intensity. Yeah. So essentially, though, we have to say this is a contest that helps me compartmentalize. And Rachel's the winner of the contest. Yep. If you bet on Rachel. Do you remember who we chose in the beginning? I was going to say, I have to brag that it was my first roast for Matt at episode one. Okay. Who did Um, I pick? I don't. I didn't. I didn't look it up. I think it was. Or Abigail. I think. I don't remember what exactly who you pick. It might have been. Mm, I'm not sure. I kind of want to go back and yeah, we'll like look just... back. I'm going to do a best of episode too, so <laughs> do okay. all the, put all the things together. I could literally. But I might have even had uh, Rachel as the second because I was so in love with Abigail that first episode that I was like, true, Team Abigail. But Rachel is the winner. Uh, again, I wonder if if he knew even night one because I remember their connection. We could have saved all this heartache, emotion, oh, yeah. drama, racism if Matt just said "fuck it" on night one. This chick's hot. Let's let's clear Dalen and get it out of here. But alas, this is not how it's <laughs> meant to be, and uh, this is how it happened. And now we go right into the final rose. And uh, I guess we'll take a break, and when yeah. we get back, we'll see who's getting canceled now, and if Ooh. bearded Matt and Rachel KKK are still, for lack of a better term, an item. We'll be right back. the final rows here we go emmanuel acho great linebacker he did all right with the open i thought did What'd you he think about him? Um, do sports casting yeah he's in that, he's like... on right now he's on a lot of different sports okay because like, that's shows. how he was like which i like because yeah. it is kind of like a sport it is <laughs> yeah, watching humans it's a contest. do things you know yeah absolutely how did you feel about him otherwise he's a good talker i think i liked he went he good opened opinions. it up right into like we have a lot to talk about like yeah. there's a lot of racism you know, things we need to talk about yeah and, it would have been so- And I loved, he said, if we can talk openly and honestly, we can take mutual steps towards healing and understanding. Yeah. I feel like his view on cancel culture and, mm-hmm. and racism exactly was, is. Is, is pretty aligned with what you yeah. feel. And he, so I thought he was a great ambassador. We'll get into that for sure. I, I think uh, it was a little weird having no crowd. They usually go like nuts yeah, and people sad. come out. But I, probably is... easier for Emmanuel to get comfortable and for the people to open up maybe. Totally, I don't know, yeah. It works with people sharing their real feelings in a crowd. So we start with Michelle. 
who says she doesn't want to be here. And she reveals <laughs> that she tried to talk to him for two minutes after yeah. and Matt denied the opportunity yeah. for closure for her. And that was a bit surprising to me. I Obviously, know. he was pretty shredded at the time, too. And we talked a little bit about it in the first segment about ghosting and how he, this might be very, very new for him. But it's still surprising. Yeah, I think in my mind... She deserved I, it. In my mind, I immediately was like, production probably fucked that up in some way. Yeah, like, it has to and be Matt, partially. See, Matt does seem like, like I said, his breakup style, he seems a little bit avoidant. Flighty. Yeah, get me get out of here. So it's also not like, I bet he was like, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, even know what I'm doing about Rachel. He's probably I'm overwhelmed. I'm not going to change my mind. And then production was just probably like, yeah, she probably yeah, wants right. to convince <laughs> you otherwise. Like, you don't need to talk to her and like kind of like pumped that up and also adds to what would maybe make Michelle such a great bachelor. Yeah. And before Michelle talks to Matt, she is of course prompted with the Rachel Kirkconnell drama. And Chris. Yeah. And I thought to myself, this is again, a very awkward place to be in for Michelle. All these people are, again, they're, they're, they're asked a lot of just by going on this reality TV show. Let's just say hypothetically, she's not offended at all. Yeah. She has to be. You have to be. And that's that's and that's to me sucks like that. She shouldn't she shouldn't because she signed up for a reality show. I just can't get behind the fact that she has to be some kind of social ambassador to what society should be either way. But so it just feels close to me. Well, that's become since social media has been such a big part in the show is like you are which I like her. She doesn't have much of an Instagram presence, which I appreciate. So you become an influencer whether you like it or not you become and you don't have to you can post little but you are being asked to speak on the show and give your opinion and say the right thing and do the right thing and have this like you are expected almost like we're saying like a politician to Mm -hmm. like keep fans and how you have a contract to the show it is a lot more than it used to be where you go on the show and it was you go mess. back to your life it was awesome and people you don't make any money afterwards so it was like really real yeah it was more real yeah, there's really not way. much you can get out of it yeah so you just are who you are but now it there is like this it's whole become extra, this dog and pony show it really is intense like social media playing a role but michelle does answer and i thought her opinions were really good she says like what rachel did and chris yep. comes off as inconsiderate and not considering other people's feelings and that's a good word yep. again it's really a lot of ignorance in my mind from the two of them and that's the basis the base word is ignorance i like the words ignorance on the part of these people who don't know and then accountability yep. is such an awesome word she says she's so exhausted by it and that makes so much sense it seems like just these circles are running around in circles defending and we've touched on it a ton in this podcast and listeners and are also, probably sick of hearing about it but just like this might be a side note but i am 99.9 percent sure that in the first two episodes when they would showcase what's going to happen later in the season, there was a conversation. Rachel was in like a coral looking colored right. dress holding Matt's hand saying, I want you to know I see color and yeah. I acknowledge color. Yeah. That was never shown. You're so and right about nobody's that. talking about, about that. that. Yeah. That's interesting. It could have been, I mean, that's if I was dating a black woman, it would come up obviously no matter what. So. Yes. It's a major part of like your relationship. And so that's why I'm like, why did they cut it? Yeah. Probably because all of this started happening. Absolutely. And that makes her look of even more of a like contradictory person of like, yes. I acknowledge color. And then this comes out and it's like, no, you don't. It mm-hmm. could have been more fuel to attack her with maybe. Yeah. I think um, you're right. But I also, on the other hand, it seems like they never had a conversation about race. So I actually would love to 
see that they had a conversation at yeah. all. No, I agree. So I don't know. I don't know if that just didn't go well or it just didn't. I think your first point was right. Where they're, they're just trying, trying to, to avoid it, it at yeah. this point because there's been so there's much so overwhelming much. talk of it that they'll wait till after the final rose yeah. to try to okay. keep up appearances. And so anything before they bring no, out Bearded Matt? Yeah. So they bring so him out. Uncomfortable. And I have to say that for the first thing, as I'm diving into the world of audio editing, I don't know if you noticed it. You can hear like every inhale and teeth suck. There was a bunch. Maybe it's just because I'm in audio editing now. I don't, it was I don't pay attention Every to time that, Emmanuel no. spoke. <laughs> really? I think <laughs> you were just really conscious yeah, of it. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> anyway, so it was nauseating. But okay, same old word mumbo jumbo with Matt. And um, just he says the same thing. He has like catchphrases. That's I've always I, I have a friend like that too. He has like a situ- a thing to say that he picks out of his head in this particular <laughs> situation, which I'm not like that at all. It's like you're getting Freeform. It's, you're getting the full the, the new thing every time I every time I talk. But it's it, it's just how he kind of how he is, and that's okay. And Matt and Michelle it was awkward, like you said. Michelle has forgiven him, but she's still upset. Yeah, and yeah, and she wanted closure, and I think he gave gave her closure and an apology for all of that. And yeah, after months and months, and he says he kind of hinted that he wasn't sure how Michelle was feeling when she asked for the two minutes. Exactly, I think I again, I think I think she really was obviously upset and like heartbroken. Yeah, and, she believed that she was, and the then winner. you're left alone. Yeah, you know, so it is really intense, and just wanted to talk to him, and I. I bet production was just like, oh, she just wants to talk and like a little bit extra. That they didn't probably say like, all right, she's really struggling. Like, yeah. I think you need to go talk to her, which he probably would have done. His yeah. caretaker nature probably would be like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I need mm-hmm. to go help her. Yeah, but she again, it feels like they did both learn from what they want and what they don't want. I think she even says in a relationship, so yeah. successful relationship yeah. overall. For them too, it's just it just sucks anytime you have to obviously end like that. Then an interesting convo yeah. with Matt and Emmanuel about being conditioned to have to make other people be okay with their blackness, yes, and that big. was a great line that hit hard for yeah, me. Yeah, me too. That's the one that I wrote down from that whole conversation of like, as a black man, like our role is making people comfortable with our blackness. Totally, but I totally... Matt saying like I need to show that I'm not threatening like they might yeah. think i am and that is so intense. that absolutely was when he said Ugh. it like that it was like oh that like i knew that but it, when he, the way he said it was perfect and i think that like line, i'm not allowed to be myself because i might further this natural stereotype and bias that right? white people have against so you're like me. almost extra white or so, or whatever lack of a better term extra trying to fit in yeah like it makes sense why he's shown it's hard to see his personality and it's hard that he has these lines and he has these catchphrases like he's been conditioned to like appear and has this trouble with being perfect yeah. like to appear and again, a certain way nobody wants to hear this it's life is really hard being a 29 year old tall white man it's it, it's hard life is hard it's not easy and the whole other level that these people have to deal yes. with is just so big and credit to just all men of color for this just really opened it up for me when he said that. But especially the ones that really take it upon themselves and put it on their shoulders like Matt and Emmanuel did in this. Yeah. They're trying to be the bridge between their peers and experiences and the ignorant white folk. It's just another level of Matt being impressive to me and yes. just seeing the things that you don't, the burden you can't recognize on. as a white man, what these people are going through, white women, what these people are And are, then let's through. not only that, like you're on The Bachelor and you pick a white woman but then yeah. you have to deal with the this woman being accused as a racist and it's like no matter how you feel about her you can't be with her there's no way i don't know if that's true like i mean the pressure it would be pressure really wise, he could totally really, really still hard. be with her 
but like the pressure and like you're right it would make we'll, it, we'll get it to the breakup and harder. what yeah. that problem is but yeah and then well matt did say being vulnerable on national tv was very liberating yeah and i like that i feel i would feel the same way yeah i think that's what he got out of it the most yeah and he says like again as i've been more honest with myself i can just feel my I just feel an easier way of being and, and, and being on national TV. You know, unfortunately, he's not an editor, so he can't control everything that comes out. But they made him look pretty good, just boring more, more than anything else. But he's a great guy. And OK, so he says he loved Rachel because of her authenticity. And it seems like she was being genuine and that they've been through their relationship at this point. So I have to assume she was still a genuine person. But then... It's revealed they had a little honeymoon kind of time together, basically, and they were allowed to date for a few weeks. And it was great. And all the things that come along with a new relationship. And then the Rachel rumors came out. Yep. And it seemed like she kind of denied them to Matt, which is I was surprised about. And Matt trusted her. Yeah, this is probably bullshit or whatever. And then eventually proof was given. Again, Rachel says she didn't even know like she she would have taken it down if she knew but she's so ignorant to yes. it that and i believe her i totally believe her doesn't make it I right agree. but i believe that she was completely ignorant and she it was just like like if i saw that on instagram i wouldn't think twice about it I, how the fuck would i know it's an antebellum party right. what that stands for and what all that is so again it's the balance of yes you were ignorant it's okay now take accountability right that's what's important here in my opinion and so the proof comes out and he couldn't trust her anymore and that brings up one of my favorite quotes from my favorite philosopher Nietzsche and that is I'm not mad that you lied to me I'm mad that I can never trust you again mm. and that's the sitch here I think Matt's got a million Rachels open up to him right now and Matt says he's in a relationship with his beard now no I just guys <laughs> instead of Rachel yeah um, so they're taking a step back from each other, he says at first, and like I'm, she needs to put in that work. And yeah, that's her, that's the favorite phrase recently, right? You need to do the work, do yeah. the work, do, do the work. work. What do does that mean? Work. I guess that means going to therapy and reading. What the work? Books. I had somebody else ask me this yesterday, and what I what the work is, and again, he he alludes to this of like it's not my emotional burden to bear. It's not my job, and a lot of um, black people are coming out during this whole. Um, social movement saying like it's not our fucking job to tell you what to do that's another responsibility that shouldn't be ours yeah it's your responsibility like Rachel has is saying she's educating herself that's step one learn more stories understand like put yourself in the black experience as much as you can because you can't ever actually understand it but listen to black voices read books by black authors watch movies by black um, artists like get as much of the black voice as you can yeah and then with that information you have to become an ally whenever you're needed so if especially rachel who's probably sitting at a table with comments by people who are downgrading racism or who are saying this shouldn't be a problem it's her job the work yes. is putting her education into action and educating the white people around her yeah. and standing up for any racist remarks like and any any ignorance Mm -hmm. is to now take on the responsibility of educating ignorant people around her which she's doing with her instagram yeah and this isn't an easy thing no for anyone this is i think a a lot of people this is why i make fun of it because a lot of people will say i'm doing the work and they're not fucking doing anything right that's why like with taylor nolan like that whole thing of like I mean, there has to be a modesty and humility that, like, the work will never even be enough either right. because you can never... You just want to do the best you can. ...take back what happened in the past. You can never take back, like, what is happening. We can only 
like you said, take accountability for your own ignorance and try to push the put it into action. Forward yes, and try and whole, push it forward so we yourself. can change it. So, and it's difficult. I've listened to personally when the summer all went down. I started listening to just podcasts and different things. Who was that guy? The anti-racist guy it was awesome. He was on Dax one Friday, one random Friday. I forget who he Ibram was. X? Yeah, that's him. He was yeah. the best I've heard so far, mm-hmm. and explaining to me what is racism and why and what needs to be yep. done and what it's and it's so hard again you say it's not their responsibility but guys like emmanuel acho and matt are, t- are making it their responsibility and you, we kind of do need a couple of those guys just because we don't I know think so too i think it's they, but not if you it, i want to just make it clear that it's not all black people's responsibility it's not any of their responsibility but nope. it's really cool we do need a few of them to step up and, and to be and able that's to what's happening is like now that there's like this all this movement george floyd like everything not that it's so sad that it needed to happen again as if it hasn't happened so many different times in our history but the more we can give space for black people to use their voice and we listen is how we learn Mm -hmm. and so i think that's you know it's their decision if they want to come out and educate and whatever and if they are educating i'm going to listen to what they have to say yeah me too and it's fascinating and anyway that was a good discussion on on it and i uh, let's just go back to being a little um uh plasticky when rachel comes (laughs) out i just have to say rachel comes out and and she walks down in a red dress i'm like holy motherfucker they they, they, you know production was trying to do the best that they could it makes it it makes it honestly hard it makes it hard absolutely that's anthropology and and but it's so true and i think she's like the cheeks slim down a little bit and she her makeup yeah, she looks, was perfect she looks, she looks slim skinny. and her yeah. red, but healthy and the red dress was perfect she looks really good in a dress and you know okay Haircut. so, <laughs> so um, beautiful i really couldn't even but she held herself well you know she she did i think what was happening too was ancho was definitely put, like giving her avenues to be the victim mm-hmm. and to which was almost to me felt like a test of yeah. like how much work has she actually put in. And she did a great job of saying like, listen, like it's been what hard, can I say? I but gonna, I'm not going to sit here and victimize myself yeah. because it's not about that. And if you're actually doing the work, I feel like you're less apt to talk about it because you know how important it is. You know, if someone came up there and was like, I'm doing this, this and this, it would seem fake to me in exactly. a way. No, you know? she's, and that's she's, what she really she did showcase. She got coached up, probably, but. I think it, she got coached but that's okay. a little bit. Everyone needs to be. But I think that's a part of her education. Yeah. And I think, I think, her languaging and the way she carried herself, it does to me feel like she's very educated. And she's been truly affected to the soul by yes. this. And that's yes. sometimes the way she, to be. But she also, she shared like she was confused and blindsided by their breakup, which yeah. is shocking. But like, and how she knew it was so important was like, I knew how strong our relationship was. So for him to end it, I knew he was really hurt. And yeah. that this was a and big that hurt deal. Her. And I, I just want to bring up uh, Emmanuel Acho's quote. I love so much, which is prejudice is a willful commitment to ignorance. Yep. Wow, it was a great sneeze out of Acho there. That yeah. was honestly the best way to sum it up. And yeah. uh, my boy Socrates would love that quote as well. But Matt walks out then, and it's awkward. They Oof. don't really know what to say to each other. It's the first time they've seen each other since they've broken up. Which we don't know exactly when that was, right? Like, no, we don't know when it was. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like after she... Gave her apology, which however many weeks ago that was, was ago, after yeah. she put out her apology, I think what it sounds like in their conversation on Matt's end was like she didn't fully empathize and understand mm-hmm. why like this would be such a deal breaker <laughs> for reaction. him. And that was what did it for him was like, you really don't see the extent to which. And even as they kept talking, 
of like she never once said like she just still continued to say I still have hope I was really upset like I love you but it was never like I totally understand that why you felt this way and Mm -hmm. why you need space from me and I promise to you I'm going to take on this work and prove to you that this is I'm doing the most that I can and that's all I can do there was none of that it was more just like she really was like pushing like I'm hurt I don't see myself with anybody else Mm -hmm. like rather than saying like she can't envision rather than really taking the responsibility from him and I think he was pissed and I think he was like all right well we'll see and And again I would say I'm a huge weakling because one look at Rachel in that dress and makeup be like man let's just go have a drink and forget about it I know I thought I thought by the end because the way Ancho was even like yeah they were trying to set up really trying to like have a reconciliation on the show Matt was just that's why he was basically speechless I think he was really like trying not to say like it's okay he's trying to stay strong and yeah. he did and yeah. he again he's a stronger man than me he holds he holds firm and we come back from the commercial and he holds strong and just says they, they can't be in a relationship and he's pretty much done for life it seems to me with yeah. him and rachel's in a tough spot here again she's a even cuter cry that i've i'm attracted to most women crying but she's that's neither here nor there i guess tough spot for her <laughs> and him and everyone and, and it's just really just sad that. just really sad and i believe i actually do believe in um some people i've talked to don't believe this i i actually believe that there is a chance that they will get back together i think there's a stronger chance michelle and him get back together not anymore i think again i think he'll get it he'll be like this new york kind of social yeah, light him so and kit can hang out she'll women. introduce him to i'm sorry i have to say models this. like Gigi if, Hadid. if like if i could find a woman who never signed up for the bachelor i think i would like that i would before. prefer that totally. <laughs> so i just think the options if you're really smart the options are the pool that he can dive into is so deep now whether it's you know white black man whatever he wants he's got a pick <laughs> of a litter and he can really get to know people off the fucking cameras and, and without having to put up this, you know, the, Bullshit. the just Bullshit. The, and also just the representative yeah. of black people in America. He doesn't Take deserve that burden to, off his he shoulders. doesn't deserve that. And I hope he has a wonderful life. I mean, okay. I'm emotionally exhausted for Pete's Woo! sake from this, from this season. Good season overall for our podcast. So I think we had a good time. It was definitely fun for the first time, like being able to break it down after watching yeah. it for so many seasons and like being able to break it down and, and see how my mind even. Right. Our, our thoughts and change in and our, in our opinions on and this just the is whole just show. Like, you know, regardless, like this is such a, um, Although it was like disappointing and hard and stressful and emotionally exhausting, it's just so representative of it the felt time. Real too. It felt that's like the a thing. It's compar- representative. It's still fake production. This is fuck. what I've said about the the Bachelor. It's it's tapping us into some kind of collective mm-hmm. psychic experience. Which like is whatever the collective what psyche need. is processing is being shown in our art, and this is a form of art. And art like imitates life. Yeah, communication and the toughness of it and the messiness of it. It just feels. Congruent with the times. So. Yeah, this reaches a certain population, part of the population that doesn't have, they would never do the work, you know? So this yeah. is one yeah. way this of is a way of getting introducing. to them. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, I go back and forth and other things black I'm and white down, here. Yeah. I get if this it. has changed anybody's opinion or anybody's like mindset, like who wasn't already thinking if it's opened them up to anything, then great. Like, yeah. I, I, I believe that that's happened somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not to the fullest extent, but I hope. You know, The Bachelor continues to have these conversations and, I and think have they it will. be uncomfortable. I still want it to be an ice cream sundae. I, I want it to be fun. Maybe but Bachelor I understand. Paradise can be more like that. Yeah, it definitely will be. But, okay, so before we Speaking finish of, here, let's get our new Bachelorette. And hopefully that can inject a little sunshine into our veins. And after the commercial, it's been revealed 
that it's Michelle and the vibrator girl are both back on the couch. And it seems like years since we've heard from her. Yeah. And the decision is that they are both Bachelorette, which was surprising. (laughs) Nice little save by Bachelor production, I guess. So the next two Bachelorettes, Katie and Michelle. Um, I think I did miss the casting for Katie's season. Otherwise, I totally would have been down, I'm sure. I think that it'll be a fun season, though. I think so, And too. that's what I want after this dramatic, sad season. We, yeah, we, I think and not <laughs> only that, but Chris Harrison is not hosting it. So yeah. he is not hosting Katie's season, and at least. it was a great pick. It was Taysha. Taysha and Caitlin Bristow, who you, you mentioned. Yeah, Taysha was such a I great bachelorette like because she was so fun and yeah. lively and has this energy. And Caitlin is the same way. Taysha's got a Katie's the same personality. Way. So I think it is going to be a fun... Let's get back to what The Bachelorette Yeah, and about. like The Bachelorette, in my opinion, is feels is so much better just because like really? women i think women are more the comfort- guys get nuts though on each I, other well it's that's like, not what i'm talking about. Oh, okay. i think the lead, the lead i enjoy watching bachelorette leads more mm. than bachelors I because i that. think the leads women can just handle themselves better in this environment more because mature, yeah. they're more used to they don't have that societal norm of like you can't be emotional that they're trying to break up against mm-hmm. they're already used to that so they yeah. can be a little bit more real and katie's such a fun real she's girl. already real as it is and yeah. i think yeah i think i'm yeah i'll be jealous to whoever wins that one that's and then michelle one. this will be the summer she'll be then so much fun michelle too. will be in the fall um that's too much i don't even understand that today, Kyle. are I you really sure don't. that's 100 percent confirmed I thought yes. it, was, it should. They should have just made it on schedule. But the, but then I guess you wouldn't have the dramatic reveal at the end of the Bachelor. Who's the Bachelorette? You already had one. I just don't know what. What are they going to do? Because right like, now, I I need six months. I need six months. No, personally. they usually do give that time, and so well, I think we get time. I don't know what time in the summer Katie will come on. Probably mm-hmm. early June, I'm guessing, and then maybe they fit in. Paradise. I don't in August. even think. Paradise I don't think they can much, fit in. Paradise is much Paradise shorter. And then more if I remember correctly, though. Paris is shorter and it's yeah. easier. There's less, you're only in one location. I yeah. think, yeah, I think they'll they'll knock that out in August to get people. Because I need some of that shit. I, I want Bachelor. <laughs> Give me the Paris. And then they're just going to skip August. a Bachelor season? I, see, I don't, this is why I don't think it's correct. I don't think. That's what they've said. They've why come would out they and skip said, a Bachelor? Summer, Michelle Fall. So maybe fall of next year or summer of next year or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's too much though. They need to. Do a little dancing with the stars <laughs> in between. Ooh, I, I do like I mean, dancing I don't, with I don't the stars. I don't watch that, but it's just I watch that I'm just and so I cry. Overwhelmed by <laughs> this season. Again, also just like I, I, as I'm diving so head first deep into it as we're breaking it down, I wanted to really do it right and pay attention. At the end, I'm like, by the last episode, so like, hard. I know. <laughs> no, me like, too. I did not want to pay attention at but all. But I really, really enjoyed doing this podcast, and we're going to continue it. Yeah. So next week, we're going to do our season two. Uh, first episode it's going to be Jamie professional astrological reader reading my birth chart yep and so can you give us a little sneak peek of what all right yeah how about let's do this when maybe we'll touch on the next episode so a birth chart is exactly what if you're talking to someone who has no idea about astrology. so birth chart also known as a natal chart is the planet's positioning and different astrological points um, at the exact time and place you were born so Um, usually you need the time, the date and the place. And the reason you need the time and the place is wherever your, the horizon was when you were born sets up the whole chart, which we all know there's so much information, but it basically, everybody has different planets and different houses of their chart and different signs of their chart. And each planet represents something different and each house represents something Mm -hmm. different. So when you have... A planet and what it means in a certain sign in a house and that sign represents something else it creates you 
And all these, and then not only that, all these separate things form different mathematical angles to each other that also create a different energy, tension, Mm -hmm. different. There's just so much that we don't even know really. Right. That this is just a, a very simplified way to get to know how the energy of the universe and our galaxy plays a role yeah. into how we present ourselves. And this will be interesting because you're coming from someone who, let's say even in July of last year, was completely resistant. as uh, Just completely yes. resistant to astrology. You know, not completely. I was willing to, I loved hearing about it, but I'm like, you can't throw this down my throat. This is ridiculous. How can you, you possibly can know anybody. this? You yeah. could say this You're and biased. I, I, and yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll believe it. We'll talk about confirmation bias and how that plays in. Totally. You have to get about, get all of it but recently in my life as i've been just following the astrological calendar and i've always said since day one i read about gemini's i'm like holy fuck everything every single you're a double gemini and that's just the basis of what goes on in your birth chart so in season two of love in the brain it's going to be for everybody not just bachelor lovers and it's going to be the same kind of things we'll talk to me and jamie we'll talk about our upbringing and we'll have guests on and hopefully talk about their relationship with love and relationships and the psychology behind our actions and then sometimes some moon in the stars uh kind of entangled in how does that feel jamie let's do it all right so any last words on this uh excruciating season um I'm excited it's over, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I was, it was it feeling like a chore at the end. Maybe one episode too long, I think. If, yeah. they, if they didn't bring in the new girls, maybe. But then we would have never Ugh. met the great Michelle. I just, I, less I, women. How about that? Less, less men. Women, less women. Less contestants. Comp- there's so much complication. That's why like with the batch, two bachelorettes, just, everybody just gets simple. But I yeah. think it's just... Everything feels so chaotic and mm-hmm. complicated in life right now that I'm... And they I'm had to get a Looking to the Bachelor to be they, like simplified. And, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm exhausted. And yeah. I hope everybody, Matt especially, takes care of themselves. Michelle especially. Yep, and Rachel. Rachel everybody. especially. Chris, I think Harrison, everybody take do some the work. time, do the work. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, do something nice for yourself as we approach the spring equinox this Saturday. Oh, I think this and summer's And life be is bouncing back. The vaccine crazy. is coming out. It's the Roaring Twenties Part 2 coming we up. We really hope it's going to work out. Who knows, really? No, um, I think. Curbing expectations, but also being excited. I have optimism. Okay. Okay. All right, I think we've said it all for the season one of Love and the Brain. Should we end with Darcy? You want to grab her and I'll try to make her to sign off? Darcy's wearing her rose, bachelor rose red today. Yeah, she's got a rose red on. It's getting cold. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>